Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Good morning, folks. My name is Hal Habecker with Finishing Well Ministries, and I'm here with Randy Hess, my counterpart on these podcasts. We love doing these, thinking about creative things that God wants to do in our lives to finish well. Uh, you may have listened to the last two podcasts that were on grand parenting grown kids. Lots of feedback from those two, and we want to get back to that. I, that's a huge part of our lives you know, with our grown kids first and then our grandkids and maybe even great-grandkids, but how to maintain uh, good relationships with our kids and help them grow. We're going to come back to that. Randy, you enjoyed that too, didn't you? I did. That was a great session, Hal. And I'm, I, I got comments just like you did, and I think we um, will enjoy just kind of revisiting what we've got, what we've heard from people. So, yeah. but we have different topic today. You've got a good one today. So let's Let's jump right into it. What do, you, what okay. do we got, Al? Well, well, we'll return to parenting grown kids as well, as you mentioned. But I want to talk about, in general today, about the value of finishing well. You know, that's our mission. You know, I keep going back to it. We got the seven essentials and other things that we're going to talk about. Uh, but but the goal, bottom line goal is uh, 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. Uh, we want to fight the good fight. We want to complete the course, and we want to keep the faith up until the very end of our lives. I officiated a funeral yesterday in Fort Worth, and we talked about this. I mean, God wants us to finish well. There's a task he has given to us, uh, really, <laughs> and that's what we're going to talk about. How do you keep discovering that task? What keeps you from it? What are the advantages of it? And whatever our age, by the way, I mean, I we we I'm in conversation with a church up in Iowa City, and they have done all of this, and we're having a regional conference up there in April. But they keep saying to me, "How people in their 50s and 40s need to hear this because we all need to have a mindset of what it means to finish well." So uh, let's just jump right in here. I got a few points I want to go through, and Randy, you and I are going to go back and forth in this. Let's do uh, it, Hal. You know, why don't people finish well in one sense? Uh, what, what keeps us sidetracked? And we're going to start with this idea. You know, it's enjoyable to keep the status quo. Uh, you know, you retire and uh, <laughs> you're tired. You know, you've worked all your life. You know, my wife's dad worked in the U.S. Post Office all his life. He went to work from seven to five every day. And, you know, when he hit 65, he retired. I mean, he, he just wanted to rest. And you want to say there's nothing wrong with that in a sense, is there? Uh, well, right. probably not. But but having thought about that, you know, people who usually retire, and studies have shows this, they go for a year or two, and then they start saying, well, what's is this all there is? Yes. You know, it's uh, uh, is there more to life than sitting, catching your breath, Maybe spend some extra time with your family, maybe taking a trip or something like that. But ultimately, you have to start asking the question, what do you invest in now? You know, yeah. I have a good friend. Uh, his grandfather retired 
He he came home from retirement. He sat on his porch with a rocking chair and died not too long after that. He had no sense of purpose. So while there's something normal about resting, regrouping, rethinking your life, uh, if you don't answer the question, what's next, I think your strength is limited. Um, yeah, you respond right, to that. Give me some thoughts. Well, a big part of my life, Hal, in the working world uh, involved corporate America. I also was in the university system. Um, I was in consulting for some large firms. And no matter what the organization, Hal, I always preach something in my role, which is if your job is meaningful to you, you're going to look forward to coming to work a lot more than if it isn't. If your job is meaningful to you, you're going to make a difference here that's noticeable a lot more than if it isn't. If your job is meaningful to you, you're going to love it and you're going to get up in the morning and come to work with the attitude that you're superiors notice and it's going to help you long term so i spent a big part of my life how preaching sort of a a a non-christian gospel if you will of work can be good work can be uh helpful to you so i think part of our challenge here is maybe that is what people have many many people who are christians whether christians or not they They've tried to find work. It's hard to do, Hal, because I hear every day now from younger people that they don't like what they do, and they're looking for something better. I think that many of the people in the previous generations tried to find something that they could glom onto in a meaningful way at work. So here's the problem with that. Yay for them. Good for them. They did get what I wanted them to get, less people like me wanted them to get at work, is you're going to do a lot better. I'm going to do a lot better if I want to come to work and and enjoy what I do, get involved in it. It it makes sense to me. It's meaningful to me. I'm feeling like I'm accomplishing something in it. But when I leave that, when, when somebody says to me, okay, you are now done. We thank you for your work. You've had great run here. It's time for you to move on. Call do something called retirement. That's a that's a jolt, Hal. Don't you think? That's a real jolt. Like you're disconnecting me from stuff that I kind of that that defined me, that made me who I am. So now you're telling me just go somewhere and do something else. Just get out of here. We don't care what you do, but get out of here. We've got younger people trying to move up, and and you're blocking, for you know, for one thing. Uh, so, so I, I I'm a little bit torn in how to approach this topic, Hal, except to say that I get why some people call retirement. You know, they feel like it's almost a death sentence to them, and they don't want to stop working, Hal. They don't want to stop contributing in the way they were contributing, but that's no longer a viable option to them. So now they're like 
they're, they're off the rails. Okay, they're off the rails. And I've got no guidance, nobody helping me with this. Nobody, because I'm, I'm the senior person in a lot of conversations. Nobody's good cares. They just look at me and say, well, good for you. Wow. I'll send you a card saying, congratulations, you're retired. You know, go celebrate. Well, how long does that celebration last, Al? How long does that last? Not as long as people a, wish it would last. A week? You know? And then I'll give you one more side to this, uh, if you don't mind. It's stuck in my craw. I think there. you remember, some of you out there in our audience will remember a song called Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. Remember that? Girls just want to have fun. Anyway, I translated girls into, <laughs> girls into <laughs> saints. Saints just want to have fun. So we retire and we just want to have fun. Okay? I've earned it. I'm here, dude. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been given my, my gold watch and I just want to have fun. And so does my spouse. So we're just going to have fun. Get out of the way, please. Don't be talking to me about what I need to think about, okay? I'll let that happen in the beach chair, on the beach somewhere, you know, with my umbrella and my drink or wh whatever I'm doing, playing golf somewhere, and I'll think about it then, but maybe. So I'm just saying how those two reasons, the meaningfulness of my life, at work, because I was who I am. I mean, I was who I was at work. That's who I was. That's who I am. And I can't see a new person. And the idea that I just want to have fun, like Cindy Lauper. Saints just want to have fun. Prevents some of us from moving into a realm of considered thinking, considered reflection serious reflection about, well, wait a minute, how long is that going to last? And how many times can I do that before I get tired of that in terms of what my purpose is in this life? Yeah. Uh, Randy, well, well said. Uh, makes me think of a couple things before I move down my list here. Arthur Books, you know, his brilliant book, I think, From Strength to Strength, talks about two halves of life. If your whole first half of life is designed D defined by your work, then you got to redefine what you're going to do after your work. I mean, it, it makes exactly. sense. What's exactly. your purpose? You are more than your work. So if you stop working, then what are you more of? Well, and that's where I think the scriptures and the Holy Spirit has a tremendous uh, advantage for us as believers. God has a purpose for our lives. Yes, he had a purpose for our life in our work, and, and let me say, let me back off. When I say our work, I'm thinking of our spouses too, that they are yeah. in our work with our life as well, and they may not do the same thing we did. I've been a pastor all my life. Vicki's been a pastor's wife, but she's been more than that. She's been her own person. So when I change, then life changes for her, you know, and that's another whole story. But, you know, together, we, we need to keep figuring out what it is that God has for us in this next season of life. 
I think that is so critically important in in terms of a Christian and how the Holy Spirit leads us. You know, let's say for a moment, God led you into the area of work that you did for 40, 50 years, Randy, in your life, and even now in your retirement sense, you're still continuing a lot of that. But the Holy Spirit led you into that, and he's leading you in your retirement season or your post-65 season or your post-65 season, whatever you retire, and God has a purpose for it. It's like Moses, teach me to number my days that I may present to you a heart of wisdom. You know, what's the value of these later years in life? I think they're filled with meaning as never before. Uh, this. Uh, let me make another comment in the next. Um, you know, our culture is waking up to this. There are more volunteer agencies, agency-like organizations, nonprofits that are surfacing all across our country, helping older people to find the new sense of mission in life. And I think it's brilliant. You know, as this, as our population ages, more and more of us, boomers and uh, essentially, are saying, is this all there is? And the answer is no. God has another life for you. Uh, and, and then one final comment uh, on, we got more on our list. Uh, you know, I just think the church needs to generate these kinds of conversations. You know, this week I've been in three different uh, groups, anywhere from 13 on a Zoom call across the nation to 70 in a room, you know, where we're wrestling with what's our purpose in life. And it's just amazing to see the lights go off. And I, I think this is what the church is asked to do. It is asked for people at any age, whether you're college, single, high school, young married, new families, older family, whatever it is, what has God up to in your life? How is it making sense? So you carry that conversation on into your retirement years. What has God up to? What does he want to do in your life? And are you fitting it? Are you finding liberty, joy, and freedom, and spontaneity, and fulfillment, and happiness in that season of your life? And to me, that's the genius of Finishing Well Ministries. You know, my vision is to see conversations starting in every local church, every local community, every combination of homes, whatever, where people are talking about not only just the Bible study on Ephesians chapter 1, or Psalm 1, but what is God doing in your life today in this season of your life, given all the variables? Does that make sense? That's kind of where I think God wants us to keep on moving and finishing well. You hit the nail on the head, I think, with the word seasons, Al. And I think our listeners will grasp that as an important element of it. You know, folks, you had a season in your life when you were working. You have a different season now. Seasons change for all kinds of reasons. How there are short seasons too, which you have to go through. We all have to go through those. But in the long term, there's a big season change between the working period of your life and the retired period of your life. Big, big change. And I don't think we spend enough time. I don't know if your Christian walk has been to go to church on Sunday, every faithfully, every Sunday, and uh, 
And then not a lot during the week in between because you're extremely involved and busy. But if that's it, I don't know that church has been very helpful to you in the focus of their messages at your church around what should you do uh, as an image bearer who has not changed one iota and as an image bearer when you retire. Yes, you go from one season to another. But what the Lord is saying to us, I think, Hal, is, wow, great, congratulations. Now your door is fully open to me. Now is, is my season with you. And it's a season of thoughtfulness, of consideration, and of a more meaningful life to you than you've ever had. And I think some people do get that, how when I said saints just want to have fun, I was actually kind of laughing along with them there that there's nothing wrong with having fun. We want people to have fun. You said in our last podcast, I'm, I'm thinking, maybe earlier, but maybe the last one we were doing, we are definitely not saying don't, don't enjoy yourself in your retirement. Please do. If you want to go on a trip, you know, trips to see things that you always wanted to see your whole life, and now you can, you've got the freedom to do it and the capability to do it, we're all on board with you to say, enjoy that time. Uh, we presume it will end at some point, though, those trips. Maybe you'll take more. Great. Maybe you want to play some golf. Five times a week, three times a week, four times a week. Great. Do it. But just keep in mind that that's probably not how you're going to define yourself. As a Christian, as a believer, uh, and as an image bearer for the Lord. It's probably not how you're going to define yourself. You may want to argue with me on that. Great. But I'm saying I don't think so. Uh, I think you're going to be looking for something else that gives your life a more meaningful purpose. And um, here's, you know, my brother-in-law, Jim, Hal, who did my son's funeral, uh, has always been a great golfer. And as a pastor now, he still tries to play golf. He's tried to play golf once in a while. As, and, and, you know, no judgment involved in that. He, he's, he's just saying, I love it. I love golf. And he tried to use that time with the guys at the club that he's at to minister to them. And he did. And it, so it became almost a golf ministry, if you will, to the people on the golf course. He never let up on that. So there is that opportunity for somebody out there that wants to do that. Use the time you're, th th to talk about the Lord and what the Lord's doing in your life and how you can make that part of somebody else's life. But here's the thing. Jim found that his, he was good enough that his competitiveness was getting in the road. He liked to win. He liked to get, you know, and he would get mad when, anyway, he gave it up. He gave it up. He gave it up. He said, you know, all right, I don't think this is what the Lord's telling me to do anymore. And he loved to play the game, but he's concentrating on other ministry things now, Hal. 
So even a pastor can get caught up in this kind of thinking, which is not bad. It's just you got to remember, you got to just be aware that your purpose is the Lord's. And if you're getting away from that purpose for something that's, you know, more us and human, you may be getting off on a tangent. So I would say you can do this, Hal, but it's going to take reflection in your life. It's going to take discernment in your life. And that takes some time and maybe a little study. What do you think about that, Hal? We, you offer the seven essentials just as a time of reflection and study on how you can do this and get involved and who we should be thinking about. Isn't that not just thinking about playing golf for a competitive reason, but thinking about what am I, what am I all about here? Well, you know, I want to go on to that, Randy. I, I think the retirement season for a Christian, for the secular world, for the non-Christian world, it's a time to stop and do whatever. Transition, think, what, whatever you want to do. But for the Christian, it's a newness. It's a new season in which God wants to lead you. There are new things to try. I mean, you may be, I'm a pastor, so I'm doing a lot of things in my retirement season. I'm not retired, but I'm doing a lot of similar things. And it's very energizing for Vicki and me to be about that. But it's a new season. It's a new season with our grown kids. It's a new season with our grandkids. It's a new season for the Spirit of God to open up new doors. Uh, I We just finished. You, you and I were in a meeting uh, on Wednesday night this week, and there was a guy in that meeting who's retired, and the Lord has opened up a, a new season of being an artist. <laughs> he's actually going to bring an example of some of the stuff he's doing next Wednesday night, and he had no idea a few years ago that he'd be doing this. But isn't it the way the Spirit leads? If you watch the Spirit leading in, in and throughout the Scriptures in a and especially on Pentecost and the life of the church, the Spirit of God is always up to something new. And I love that. And then let me say one more comment I have here, and then I want I want you to wrap it up today. I'm thinking about finishing well, and I'm thinking about our grand, our kids, our grandkids. You know, there are a lot of younger people out there whose parents need encouragement to finish well. If you are a younger person in your 40s, 50s, whatever, and you see your parents struggling in this issue of where is their meaning, what is their purpose, how they go about doing life, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I help them discover for yourself what life is and what older people, what your parents, what you want to encourage them to do. And so let's extend the circles here about finishing well and helping each other. So I want to end with that note. But Randy, comment on that, and then let's wrap this up. Uh, You and I are both praying that churches, especially Christian churches in our country, will turn more to this topic, Hal, and help people learn how to get ready to be image bearers for the Lord after they're out of their work season. I hope that happens. And you, you will pray that that can, that somehow that particular topic will come up more often and start groups talking about it in the church. I think that would help a lot of people. My only other comment, Hal, is that um, 
you and I, I mean, if you could, I bet if you just turned yourself loose, you would spend a big part of your day writing, your hobby, writing. You love writing. I bicycle. Uh, it energizes. It energizes you. You've done it your whole life, and it keeps you going because it's it. It is a healthy activity for one thing. But I'm just saying, you've learned that there are other things that are bigger in your life. That's a part of it. But there are other things, and I think all of us out there could learn that we can still do things that we like to do. We can still have our hobbies. We can still have our fun things, but we want to just turn in a thoughtful way to how I can sense that I'm having a purpose for my life, having a real purpose that really, that really extends things I can do well to help others. And I, so I've got to give that some thought. And if I do, I begin to consider how I can do it. So that's all I'm going to su- suggest, How I think saints just want to have fun, but saints also just want to have purpose. And I am arguing tonight, or today, How that those two can be combined in your life. Those two can be combined. So that's how I'll, I'll, I'll finish what I have to say with that. Consider it. Those two can be combined. Uh, Good good insights, Randy. Let me summarize it this way. If God created us for a purpose at any age, his purposes for us in this season of life should be as fulfilling and satisfying as any other season of life. I, I just recently heard a sermon on Moses. So at age 80, God has a plan for his life. And we all know how it unfolded for the next 40 years. So my question is, what is God's plan for you? And as you and Randy, you and I talk about, it's something that the Spirit leads us into. And it's fulfilling and joyful. Remember what the fruit of the Spirit is? For the spirit, fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Whatever it is in your retirement season, the Holy Spirit will use those things in your life to fulfill you and thrill you. And your kids about all that he wants yep. to do. Thanks, Randy. Yep. Thanks for being with us today. I hope Thank this you, is Al. encouraging, gives you thoughts and insights. And may the Lord bless you. Pray for Finishing Well Ministries. And uh, may God encourage us to keep uh, encouraging a senior generation to, to lean into all that God has for us here. May God bless you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.